Hey there, and welcome back to Fire and Soul. Well, I haven't said that in a really long time, and it feels good to be back in this space with you. And I want to thank you for your patience and grace, as I was clearly taking all the time that I need <laughs> to arrive here in this moment. And in this moment, by the way, we're having a, a lovely little storm here in Southern California, and you might even be able to hear the rain. This mic is so awesome. It picks everything up. Anyway, feels really good to be back and I want to catch you up. It's been over five months since we last left off. So I'm going to be sharing, you know, where this podcast is and headed as well as some of the topics and, and guests uh, coming up as well as some of my updates professionally and personally. And then I want to leave you at the end of every episode going forward, specifically when I'm coming on solo and and after I get through a batch of my pre-recorded episodes, because some of this just came through in these last few weeks of what to offer you as um, at the end of, of these episodes going forward is uh, an invitation, a practice or a ritual to learn how to align with your higher self. And so that will be available for you in each dose, again, with the exception of the ones pre-recorded that I have coming up that I will share in a moment. And, and that'll make more sense of why I'm doing that as I share where we are and where we're headed. But to piggyback on where we last left off, it was late September of 22. I released an episode called Honoring the Inner Guidance. And at that point, I was feeling a strong pull to take a podcasting pause and for a couple of reasons. First was that I really knew that everything that I was supposed to share inside of that season of my awakening journey had been shared. It felt really complete. And the other part was because I had shared every week for almost 13 months with every vivid, vulnerable detail of my experience and taking you along that journey with me, along with guests, I learned a lot. I grew a lot. I shared a lot and I went through so much and it was time to integrate. And uh, in case you're unfamiliar with that term or what it means for me, integration is when you're taking the information, the insights, the ahas, and you weave them into your everyday way of being so that it becomes an embodiment. And so it felt time to be with all that yeah, we experienced together and that I experienced on a personal level. And uh, at that time, I thought I'd be back in early January to pick the show up again because I had guests that I was recording in November and December, and that made sense. But when January came and went, it was just clear to me that more spaciousness was needed. And I'm really grateful that I didn't rush and that I listened because some of the more profound insights around my life, both personally and professionally, were revealed to me in these last couple of months. So I'm going to share a little bit of that here. And it has everything to do with uh, where I am with, with a, I was going to say this podcast, but for, with fire and soul. And so let's start there. You might've noticed there's a new cover art. I did create that myself and uh, not to say that that's all perfect, but I, I, I did that because I, I wanted it to feel uh, organic and natural and real. And the, the image that I chose of me burning Palo Santo is for a reason. Palo Santo if you're unfamiliar with it, first of all, it smells divine. The first time I ever smelled it, it was in a plant medicine retreat in Costa Rica about three and a half years ago. And it felt like home. It was a really familiar scent. And so I absolutely love it. 
And it's used widely around the world in plant medicine ceremonies and a, and a whole bunch of other type of like spiritual retreats to cleanse and uplift the energy of a space. And so for the past, you know, three plus years, I, I work with it almost every single day. Always uh, when I, before I have a private coaching client call, always as I am entering into a group coaching container that I lead and guide, uh, I burned it today before I hopped on the mic here, almost always in the morning. And every time I go to my altar, which is fairly frequently, and I'm going to share more about that later as well. So we cleanse and uplift our energetic field as we are tuning into the show. So for me, you know, offering up what's coming through and for you, hopefully clearing the space so that you can receive what you're supposed to receive. Now I'm going to read a description that is written out and on all the pod players, but I don't feel a need to come in with this intro every single episode. Uh, so I'm going to read it once and only once, and I'm not going to lie. It's a little weird and awkward to read about me in third person, but here goes, yo. <laughs> Uh, It says, welcome to Fire and Soul, a top awakening podcast to deepen your self-evolution and activate your highest expression. Join me, LA-based transformation guide, Michelle Sorrow, for heart-centered, real, raw, solo doses and impactful conversations with brilliant guests and laughs along the way. With deep dives into holistic spirituality to embodied self-awareness and conscious leadership, This show explores how to align with your higher self so that you can share your full gifts and power with the world. Because when we shine our lights together, we raise the vibration on the planet. And that is my deepest prayer. I want to unpack a little bit of that high level so that you have an understanding of my interpretation of some of these terms. First up, fire and soul. Uh, We're going into, it'll be five years of this podcast being active in June. It started out as the mindset mashup. And as I was running conversations with a lot of my mentors and geniuses, especially in the space of self-development, I realized that something else was trying to come through and a new title was being birthed, if you will. And it was fire and soul. And at that time, what was uh, present in terms of a meaning of that was uh, empowered action from an awakening soul. And then as time uh, has evolved in my mission here, I simplified it to mean soul aligned action. And so there's that. Now I want to give also my distinction between soul and higher self, since obviously this is a portal to learn how to really align and embody your higher self. It's available to us at all given times. And so we're going to be exploring ways in which not only with my own solo doses, but all my guests in a variety of different ways and from different perspectives and all of their unique messages and um, brilliance uh, will be revealed to us. Okay. Together. And I'm, I'm learning right alongside with you. But so for me, the distinction between soul and higher self and, If this resonates, great. If it doesn't, you know, perhaps just be curious and open for the moment. So soul, I believe that we are souls underneath this human form, this this physical experience, this blip of a trip on planet Earth, and that we come from what Ram Dass would call soul land. Ram Dass is my favorite teacher of all time. And 
that version of us is pure energy, pure love, pure light, pure consciousness of the divine realm. So an emanation of the most high, God, mother, father, great spirit, however you would refer to that. Imagine that energy, that frequency as the sun, and we are a unique ray of sunshine. We are a unique expression as a ray of sunshine. Did I just say that? Oh, I'm a little rusty. A sunbeam, I think is what it was trying to come through. And so we come back to earth to evolve our consciousness. That's what I've come to know is the, is the main point of why we are here. And so we're evolving our consciousness through healing karma, through healing ancestral ties, to expanding our mind to, I mean, it's why you're tuning in, right? Like we've all gone through a lot to get to this moment, or you wouldn't even be tuning into an awakening podcast. And so all of that is part of our self evolution. And so that's what soul's excited about, right? Then we come into this experience known as earth. And some would say we have our unique curriculum that earth is actually a schoolroom, And, uh, and I happen to align with that. And so where does higher self fit in? Well, we got a, a whole bunch of inner selves, uh, but one is higher self. And that is all-inclusive of all the selves, including, I'm sure, terms you are familiar with, uh, shadow self, lower self, small self, mask self, all the selves, right? And so higher self, in my interpretation, is the personality level that can express our soul's love and light uh, and wisdom. And that is expressed through our words, our thoughts, our actions, and all that we are and do and be. So in this time of great transition for humanity and Mother Earth, it feels really important to learn how to align with that version of ourselves. Like it feels more important now than ever. And I'm just going to skip to that last line of what I wrote, you know, the reason that feels important is because when we are operating from the frequency of love, the highest vibration known on planet Earth and beyond, studies have shown and research proves, and maybe you know this, that that vibration impacts minimum 1,000 other people or beings on the planet. And so that feels like a worthy dedication for me as my contribution in this time, because I've been sincerely asking over these past many months, like, like use me, God, like what is in the highest and best for my journey? And that can be a contribution in the highest and best for all, you know, I can't wear all the hats. I don't want to get diluted by being in too many lanes. And so what's been revealed to me is that I'm here to not only prepare myself, my mind, my heart, my nervous system, so that I can be really present in my body to face whatever may be coming and that I can also then either through this show or the ways in which people work with me under direct guidance prepare whomever feels called and it doesn't feel far and wide anymore it feels far more intimate and that's being reflected in some of my launches and that feels really really aligned it just feels authentic and it feels like I'm, I'm in integrity with my dharma, with my soul's purpose. And I want to make something else clear before I move on to unpacking a little bit more of these terms in my description. 
When I talk about soul's purpose or any of my upcoming guests, I, I know that we're all coming from a, a very similar point of view on this. Soul's purpose does not have to have anything to do with your livelihood or what you do for work and how you earn a living or make money. It can, in my case, it does in moments, but it's not the totality of my existence and who I be. So soul's purpose is how we're showing up in any given moment, first and foremost, with ourselves, with the divine, with our connection with great spirit and all of the elements of nature and earth and, and in that realm, right? And then that prepares us to be able to show up in, in, in every other conversation and for others. And so I just want to be clear on that part so that we are maybe on that same page. Now, I want to unpack a few of these terms that I, I wrote out, and there were three. They seem like principles, right, or guiding posts as we move forward. I had mentioned holistic spirituality, embodied self-awareness, and conscious leadership. So I'll start with holistic spirituality. You know, originally I had written just spirituality, and then I came to realize, first of all, we all have our, our unique definitions of that. It's not going to be the same for everybody. Second of all, that can be a loaded term for some if it's if it's, if it's got a lot of dogma attached to it. In my case, it doesn't. You know, I have really learned how to question my thoughts and my beliefs and, and get present with why do I believe that that was told to me to believe that was truth decades ago? Does it still resonate? Does it align? And so what I've done in that area and every other area of my life, all identities, all labels, all, you know, uh, paradigms and patterns and habits and and all of that is I've completely deconstructed. I've, I've allowed for a dismantling so that I could then begin to put the pieces back together with what feels resonant for me. And that's a deep knowing that we all get to our own place in. And that's what I hope to guide you in with, with, with uh, you tuning into fire and soul. So holistic, this approach, it's like, all right, oh man, my spirituality comes from a lot of different viewpoints and perspectives. And sometimes uh, it's very much having to do with where I am regarding, uh, in any particular day, psychologically, physically, socially, mentally, emotionally, financially, vibrationally. So all that plays a part into my spiritual health and wholeness, as well as uh, so many of the, the gifts and wisdom that I have gleaned in my experiences with plant medicine, ayahuasca, as well as recently I have been exploring with the medicine of magic mushrooms. I do a very microdose amount. We're talking like a quarter or a half of a gram. And I've been loving the energy of this medicine known as the Holy Children. I love how it just opens my heart with like this effervescent confetti, you know, and, and just so much joy and playfulness. And that's the way that they are able to get access to then bring a concept that they're going to work out with you, show you what, you know, needs to be looked at. Uh, and I love that medicine because it's like step by step. I also love plant medicine. I don't know when I'll go back. I haven't been called yet. And that was the message from the last time that I did it, which was April of last year, which is to wait until or if I'm called again. And so an ayahuasca experience, if you haven't done it yet, I mean, that is like considered the mothership. And I have all respect and, and reverence for those experiences, especially when they are conducted with expert guidance and integrity. And so... 
ayahuasca can feel like one of those dreams, you know, where you're like, you wake up and you're like, I just had like a thousand different dreams. And so until you learn to work with the medicine and understand her wisdom, and it is to be known as like a feminine consciousness, um, then you can begin to put the pieces together. But in the beginning, it's kind of like being in the washing machine, right? <laughs> and so as opposed to the magic mushrooms and the microdosing that I've been trying, like I've done it maybe eight or nine times over the last few months, is I'll get one core concept and I can work with it and really kind of chunk it down and understand what it means, integrate that, and then learn to embody that. So I learn a lot from those elements, as well as Mother Nature. You know, I'm just in awe of her divine intelligence. When a storm comes, she ain't worried, right? She knows she has everything within her to face anything on her path. And so can I find myself reflected in that wisdom and creative process? And another way in which I, I learn and I grow spiritually is looking at the seasons of Mother Earth and, and, and honoring those different times and what they mean and how it will reflect in my own life as an example. I'm, I'm no longer in summer. That wrapped up a couple years ago, almost a couple years ago. And summer was fiery for me. There was a lot of action and achievement and success. And, and, and it was glamorous TV for 10 years, you know, and all that stuff. It looked so glamorous and it, and it felt really good while it did. It was, it was what I wanted to be doing. It was like bucket list dream life. And um, it was a lot of doing. And as I've moved into fall, it's just much gentler, letting go, releasing, shedding, peeling back the layers and having more faith and deeper trust in myself and in my journey, because that's the way that that works. And so this is where I am. Things have slowed down. And that, that drive that I was so accustomed to, it was relentless. And it was attached to, if, if I didn't keep that drive on, on, on like overload, then I wouldn't be successful or I wouldn't matter or I wouldn't be worthy or all those things that come to get us, right? So we keep ourselves oh so busy. And what I've come to, and, and I'll say this, when I was going through the phase, the season in this awakening journey, and this happened in that first like six to nine months, I was scared to lose that because I didn't know if it would ever come back again. And and I didn't know what that meant for my future, for my work, for my business, for my dharma, for being social, for all the things. But I just kept surrendering because I knew that I was awakened on purpose. There was no turning back and I was to trust in the guidance, but I had to learn how to listen. And that's what the show is actually designed to do as well as aligning with your higher self so that you can embody that version of yourself it's, it's making space to tune in. We're so tuned out in general, right? We do all the things that drain our energy, the TV, the endless social media scrolling, the alcohol, the excessive eating, the busyness, the distractions. And so y'all know, and just to catch you up, it's been now over 19 months and, and I've None of that I've allowed back into my life, only with just small increments, i.e. I did watch the Yellowstone series <laughs> over the holidays. I don't know why I was drawn to that. So many people were talking about it and I got hooked. And then I realized, like, as fun as that was, like, you know what? Uh -uh, I ain't feeding my mind this stuff, you know, as a regular routine. 
Uh, and so I got out anyway, but it was a ride and I can't wait for Yellowstone five to pick back up cause they, they paused midway anyway. Um, and so we need to look at right how we are denying this, this access to be able to listen. And so we're going to be exploring some of that going forward as well. And, uh, and so that's what I mean by holistic spirituality, right? It's not linear. It's not just one way. And, 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 and we're being invited, uh, I believe some of us demanded to question our own narrative. And this, this has everything to do with our spiritual beliefs and or identities. And, and what I mean by that is what I'm seeing happening in the world, this great awakening, right? That now just seems to be growing and widening and inside of that, what, what, what I seem to be sensing is that maybe it's because it's what I'm going through and it's what so many of my uh, friends are going through that are on this journey as well is it's an identity shift. It's a, it's a reclaiming of who we really are, which is that reclamation of our truth, our soul's purpose, right? Of, of where we come from, who we really are and that innate power that has humility and reverence and it's all for the divine, right? And so this, this reconciling of the truth of who we are is, is such an important time to witness in this, this, this great transition that we are witnessing. What an exquisite opportunity, what a gift to be alive in this time. And I know it can feel scary in moments and it seems to come in like, belts, right? Like it's like, wow, it's like a cascade of all kinds of new information, or it's just even that much more uh, confusing. It's that much more difficult to discern what's truth, what's not. This is yet another reason why for us to tune in to our own wisdom that comes from the soul, making space for that authentically and sincerely so that we can actually be with the corners of our own mind, the fears, the worries, the doubts, the concerns, the limiting beliefs, all the stuff that would keep us small and out of our power, when we can learn to be with that, that trains our otherwise overwhelmed nervous system that is dysregulated because we hadn't been taught that growing up. Now we're seeing it more and more and more out there, right? But we're learning to train our nervous systems to be with anything on our path, not unlike the tree when a big storm comes. Holistic spirituality. Now, embodied self-awareness. For me, this is where you are taking the information that you are receiving. So it could be here. It could be on another podcast, a YouTube video, a book, a seminar, an event, a retreat, etc. All the places in which you go to nourish your mind, body, and soul. And you're weaving those insights. You're weaving that information into your everyday way of being so that it becomes an embodiment of that wisdom. It's just how you show up in the world daily. And you start with baby steps. You know, this is why I'm going to be releasing episodes every two weeks versus uh, weekly going forward and on Tuesdays, not Mondays, so that you can catch whatever insight you want to work with in a particular episode with either myself or a guest, and then integrate that over the next couple of weeks. And then we build on it. This is not a fast fix. That is the biggest misnomer out there. It, it, it can be quick if you do a deep, honest dive, but that requires courage. 
hmm. and bravery. And so that's what we're learning to prepare ourselves for here on every level of our lives. Imagine how this can impact your decisions, your thoughts, your beliefs, uh, your mind, your heart. It's going to be a beautiful journey. So we want to get to that place and that will lead us into conscious leadership. Conscious, if you're not as familiar with that term, it's another way of saying awake and aware, just tuning in to self, to energy, to the room, to the world. Leadership is, listen, I realize that I have a lot of listeners that probably are leading businesses and companies and teams and groups and communities and families and homes and for families. And all of that applies. And, and also what I am referencing is leadership of self. Remember, this is a this is a podcast to deepen your self-evolution. So leadership of self is, 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 is learning to lead your mind, your thoughts, your beliefs, your emotions, and your nervous system. Because that directly ties into how to align with your higher self so that you can share your full gifts and power with the world. And for each of you, that's going to be different. To be fully self-expressed in the highest and best for all. Again, coming back to that humility and authenticity. Because integrity matters. It matters. And we know anyway, when someone's saying one thing, but their energy is telling us different, right? We can read it. The more that we know ourselves, the more that we can discern everything. doesn't mean you're going to get it right all the time. Sometimes we need to be lured into a little corner <laughs> to get the lesson yet again. And uh, do yourself a favor and ask for those lessons to be revealed to you through grace, not fire. I used to learn a lot through fire and hardship, or some would say a lot of drama. This is years back, over two years now, but now there's far more ease and grace. And that's possible when we learn to direct all of it from within. And we can, and it just gets so exciting and, uh, and so that is where we are headed. Now, some of the guests that I have coming up, I'm excited to share. We have Mark Nepo, number one New York Times bestselling author, uh, The Book of Awakening. Many of you are probably familiar with that. I mean, this beautiful soul, spiritual mystic. He's written 23 books, 25 by the end of this year. Being in this conversation with him was like riding a cosmic wave. I mean, talk about needing to slow everything down to be so present with this man's energy center. It was it was just sublime. That's coming up. And I'm going to release that one first. And then I have Paul Selig and the guys. If you've been following along here at all, you know what an important uh, group of teachers they are for me. So this was a very surreal experience. And we got some channeling for us, uh, specifically for this show. And, and I can't wait to share that one with you. Then I have Michael Sandler coming to the show. Uh, also a really special teacher for me, tuning into his show on YouTube, Inspire Nation, and between him and his guests, I learned how a year and a half ago to, to look for the signs, symbols, and synchronicities that my angels and guides were always communicating with me. And that opened up the portal for me to uh, expand into uh, communing with my power animals, which brings me to the next guest, Allison Charles. Uh, she's a shaman, a beautiful soul. She wrote a book called Power Animals with the Power Animals. I cannot wait to explore. Uh, that one hasn't been recorded yet, so I'll be exploring that one and bringing it to you. So much wisdom. Talk about holistic spirituality. That's going to be a trip. And, uh, and then I also have Danielle Laporte returning to the show. What a loving, beautiful soul. And, 
And then Panache Desai, just a burst of joy and playfulness and positivity. And he's also been a really important teacher for me. And he called me up uh, whenever it was before we recorded. And he was like, it's time to record. And I was like, you're recording podcast again? He's like, you're my first. It's been since pre-pandemic. So what a treat to bring that exclusive conversation to you. Now, inside these pre-recorded conversations, uh, I want to share that I talked a bit about being in a relationship that was really special. I I had uh, met Bob finally in person. There's a longer story there and it deserves a full episode that I will put out, but but high level. uh, In these conversations, I talked about the excitement and I was so enthusiastic about this future that Bob and I were creating. I was moving to North Carolina to be with him and start our lives together at the end of January. And uh, I put in the notice at my beautiful apartment that I just moved into in Calabasas in July. And y'all know what that journey was like to get here. And uh, I had hired the movers for that cross country trek. And, uh, and the only way that I can, I can explain this in the moment and what's real in this, in this time, you know, what's, what's present is what I should really say. It seems like divine intervention had a, had a hand at this because here we were deep into the relationship, making public declarations on social media. Oh, he was so excited. He was like, I'm going to claim this. You know, if you don't do it, I'm going to do it. And I was like, okay, I'll do it today. And we were both just like so excited to share that with our social media world. And, and by the way, that was, that was, you know, a big step for me because I've been in relationships for longer periods of time that I've never shared on social media, but that's just how certain we both were about what we were experiencing and what a gift just to have that, that, that time and about December. And I'm going to, I'm going to keep this high level and fairly vague because it's Bob's story to share. Should he ever choose? But he got a really scary health update. We're talking like it felt like life or death and he was pretty much preparing for the latter. And it was dark, it was heavy, it was scary and I was doing my best to support him. And in that time, it just became known to us that we weren't as aligned as we hoped and or thought we were. On a lot of the core values about what we both need and what I would say I know I must have, in my partner, in my partnership, in the space that I am in and what I stand for and and how I wanna lead going forward with, with my man. And it's just not him. He, he, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. And, And the reason I believe it's divine intervention is because today, months later, his health is okay. He's, 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 been able to identify it looks like the the root cause of the issues he's on the mend he's got a very hopeful encouraged heart and i couldn't be happier for him what a relief that is such a blessing but because that happened and he's okay but then those insights came it was like huh was that a redirection for me to just get really present with with what this what this really is and was that revealed to us long before maybe it would have been revealed to us, you know, in a relationship without that, that gift that we were met with. 
so that we could see what is really happening here, right? And so, because otherwise I would have already moved there and, and then I'm like there and, and oh no. And so I'm just so grateful for the guidance. I'm so grateful that I listened and I'm so grateful that we're still friends. There is much more to this that's uh, for me on a personal level that I feel like can be really useful for us as we're making decisions or we're, we're in things or we're wanting to possibly exit, but we're not sure how to do that. And there was so much grace in this experience and, and so much wisdom that was coming through. And, and quite frankly, my heart has felt at peace throughout most of it. And that seems confusing for like some of my, some of my friends, probably not the closest friends, but friends that don't know me as well. And they'll be like, but weren't you like sad or disappointed? And, and the truth is, is, is a little, but, but it didn't go too deep because it was a knowing. It was, I just had so much faith in what was coming through and I had learned and I continue to learn how to really trust what I'm, I'm, I'm receiving and trust myself to navigate that and trust, which then enables me to trust the journey, right? And so not wanting to hold on to something that isn't quite right, it, it just, it, I can't do that in any area of my life. There's just, again, I'm in fall, letting go, trusting, uh, deeper faith, uh, releasing, shedding. And I love this season. So more on that in a future episode uh, that I, I really hope is, is useful for you and where you are in your life. Um, and so that brings me to some other updates. And uh, I'm excited to say that there is a book in me. In fact, there are two. One will be a multi-author collaboration. And when that gets a little closer to... Uh, to a little closer in its creative process. I'll be sharing more about that here because it might actually just be right up your alley. Uh, my book uh, is already in the creative process and I'm really excited to share that with you, but I'm, I'm keeping it all in my heart until I actually release it. And uh, so I will keep you posted on that. There's also some really exciting collaborations with um, some business partners. And all of that is a journey too, by the way, because this has been going on for months, trying to align marketing calendars or crystallized messaging. And really for me, having to reconcile what feels in alignment with all that I've been through, all that I let go and all that I thought I would not bring back into uh, my business offerings as a guide, as a transformation coach, right? Um, and how to bridge that gap. And I'll never forget hearing Belinda Womack, who was and continues to be, and we'll be back on this show later this year, one of my most important teachers, she is known as, if not the most sought after channel for the 12 Archangels. She was on the show twice last year. They were huge, popular downloads. And uh, in that second conversation, she said to me very poignantly that the angels need you to hear something very clearly right now. And it was something to the effect of do not deny what you've built and the special gifts that you've been bestowed to help others activate their gifts. And I was like, Oh no, no, that's what I'm doing. Like soul circle and, and all of this. And she's like, no, we're talking about what you've already put out into the world. This is really good work. High integrity, authentic came from your heart. And that's wisdom that took you a decade to cultivate, right? That they're getting in six weeks or, you know, a two month container. And what I'm talking about here are my, my signature programs, these proven pillars uh, known as live video mastery and the podcast accelerator. And when I think about that now, and this is the bridge that I had to gap in these last many months as I was asking for clarity and guidance around how can I serve? 
in total alignment with my highest and best for all, right? Completely surrendering to divine will. And I was shown like literally the people. And then I was sent messages. Like I probably received four or five video messages from some of my former students um, over the holidays in like Facebook messenger or Instagram. And like some of my former clients just being like, Michelle, I just felt like I had to reach out to you and let you know what going through either live video mastery or the podcast accelerator has done for my life and the impact that not only has it made for me and my business, my mission, but now all the people that I get to touch and they would share these different insights or, or, or meaningful moments. And I was like, ha huh. All right, angels and guides, I hear you loud and clear. You're letting me know this is important work. Do not deny it. Weave it in. You know, because I've taken thousands of people through those portals, these brave and bright souls who've dared to be seen and heard on live video and, and through podcasting. So I'm rolling out live video actually this month. It'll be open at the end of the month. And then I'm also in collaboration with one of my lifelong heroes, uh, Jack Canfield for the podcast accelerator coming up in June. We just moved that date actually. And uh, there's so much grace in the patience and the alchemy of not being attached to timelines, to even outcomes, to letting go, letting go, and letting go, and then seeing the blessings just show up in such ease and grace. This is what can happen when we surrender to divine will, when we're sincere. So it's not lost on me that I get to do what I know I'm meant to do in the world. And it comes in different packages, right? So those are portals. And there's also ways in which, I mean, right now, my private coaching client business, I've never had this many clients. A lot of people work with me around addiction, you know, because I've been so open and honest about that. And addiction shows up in a lot of different ways, alcohol, TV, social media, all the distractions that keep us closed off from these channels that we really want to tap into. I don't know if I said it because again, I'm a little, I don't know if you even said this, I'm a little rusty, but in case I didn't say it, another reason why you want to open that channel and align with your higher self is because you tap into that divine intuition. So you're no longer battling like I used to. What is the difference between intuition and fear? Well, I'm gonna give you a little trick right now to try on. Intuition is deep knowing, fear is thinking. So knowing or thinking. So if you're in the fear, uh, you're thinking, you're negotiating, you're strategizing, you're analyzing, it's scared, right? And when you are in divine intuition, it's deep knowing. You may not want to listen, <laughs> but this is where we learn to cultivate that courage and that clarity to answer the call, because if it's calling, it's going to keep calling. So it may as well, right? So divine intuition, what a worthy reason to align that deep knowing and self-trust, self-love, self-acceptance and self-compassion. My God, we shit talk ourselves so viciously, when we're not attuned to the truth of who we are. More letting go, more letting God, and merging, yes, with that divine will. So what do I mean by that? We have our self-will, right? Our own individual dreams and goals and desires. We got our vision boards. We've written it down, right? And um, so when we're willing to surrender to divine will, 
And it can feel scary because you're like, oh my gosh, how will this affect my business, my relationships, my friendships, my habits? <laughs> and um, I can say this, and I'm still in it. I'll continue to be in it because there is no finite destination on the spiritual awakening path. It's an ever-evolving journey. But based on my experience and so many others that have been my guides and my luminaries that have come before me and that you've witnessed as well, what's on the other side of surrendering and listening and honoring is a life beyond actually your dreams because you can't imagine that from the self-awareness of, of the current time that doesn't know that state, that hasn't tapped into that vibration and frequency. The light codes get activated. And I know that term gets thrown around, but I'm saying it's truth. And of course, we're deeply human and we're going to get snagged and we're going to get triggered and we're going to get activated. And that's just another little mirror that's just showing us where our work is. And so can we evoke self-compassion to go into the corners of our mind, the corners of our nervous system and be with what needs to be loved? Our fears, our worries, our doubts, our concerns, our, our insecurities. That we run away from suppress and deny and, and distract ourselves from being present to because it has felt so scary, but... It's not going to go anywhere until we learn to alchemize that. And the only way that we can alchemize that is by being with it. And it doesn't ever actually fully go away anyway. So we learn to dance with it, to play with it, and not let it run us or interrupt or impede within our ability to be in full faculty of our power, to be fully self-expressed, to speak our truth in whatever that means for you. I've also had um, a phenomenal, a profound experience uh, co-leading the Rose Woman retreat that we ran and sold out. I got to do that with my spiritual mentor, Alicia Marie, in October in Ojai, California. We have another one coming up in April. I don't know if there will be any seats available by the time this comes out, but you can, on, you can check it out. You can head on over to michelle-sorrow.com. It's a very intimate journey. It seems very timely into self-evolution. And that, that journey will take you through an activation that you will literally embody your higher self because we go so deep and narrow. Beautiful work in there. Real work in there. And, uh, and then Soul Circle. I'll be opening up our spring co cohort. We are currently more than halfway through our third round and I'm just in awe of the women and the consciousness that gets drawn to this this container, this mastermind, this supportive space, I'm still not exactly sure what to call it. Some have said it's just kind of like church. It's spiritual hygiene. It's 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 ways in which I, I bathe, right? I cleanse, I clear. And really what we're doing is we're, we're sitting and healing our own hearts in weekly virtual ceremonies so that we can lead with love in all areas of our lives. So that's just been a beautiful journey and what an honor to to get to be these women's guides. And I'm, I'm just right in there learning alongside with them. And that brings me to uh, closing this episode out with an invitation for you to consider implementing to learn how to align with your higher self. So I'm gonna come on with, I have so many different ways in which I do this, it's, it's fairly endless. 
But um, I'm going to start with what I work with uh, very regularly and all of my women and private coaching clients work with as well, whether they're men or women, and it's to create an altar. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be really simple. You can have a, a candle, a crystal, uh, a framed image of something or someone that's really meaningful for you, and then place your altar somewhere where you're going to pass by it every day so that you see it. And hopefully uh, also in a space where you can have privacy and solitude. Now, in the beginning, you're not going to feel a connection to your altar. And it might just seem like this really odd foreign object or space that you've created that, that you're like, why is that even there? It's, it's a practice. Keep in mind, this is a spiritual practice, right? So we keep showing up and we let it be revealed. And in the beginning, I would just sit at the altar. I either pull out my meditation pillow or grab a pillow from the couch and I would just feel into my gratitude, close my eyes and take really long, deep breaths. And I would really feel into that experience, you know, hands on my heart and just allow myself to be seeped with, with whatever that image or experience, you know, I was in just fully immersed, open my heart, spread that energy out into the world. Other times as I continued to show up, um, I, would, I would notice that I was being called to gaze at an image, you know, of my mother or the Black Panther that's that my core, my core power animal that showed up in my very first ayahuasca ceremony and still continues to show up for me, by the way, not even in ayahuasca ceremonies. So in like a lucid state, uh, dream state, field of consciousness. It's been beautiful. And, uh, or other times a shaman, like we, we were at Rhythmia in Costa Rica. My mom and I, so this is framed image of us with Mitra, who was um, a really important shaman for me in that journey of four nights of plant medicine. And I'll be taken on little journeys. I will be asked to sit with what needs to be healed and loved and transmuted. And sometimes tears will roll down my cheeks because I'm just so humbled by the awareness, so grateful to dig that much deeper, to really, really begin to learn myself. And then other times tears will just roll down my cheeks because it's just such profound gratitude, right? I'm just like, my heart is beaming with thankfulness. And other times I'll be beckoned to the altar to play a song on repeat over and over and over again. I could be at my altar for up to an hour. So the lights are dimmed. I have privacy. And that one song that I'll be beckoned to play will have deeper meaning every time it repeats. And then my, my gaze will be drawn because I've allowed the spaciousness to show me what I need to see, take me where I need to go. I've learned to listen to that wisdom and guidance within and you can too with devotion, in other words, consistency. And so other, these other times, it's like the song by playing over and over and over again, the insight, the depth of awareness, whatever needs to come up, it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper. So try that on. It's another reason why I am coming out every two weeks is for you to, to implement that, to work with that. And then we're going to build baby steps every two weeks. Just build on this, expand, evolve. So in two weeks, I have Mark Nepo coming up first. That conversation is just so magical. And uh, really, really thrilled to be back in this space with you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for your patience and your grace. <laughs> 
And if you know anyone that's on the awakening journey, whether they're just awakening or they've been on a minute, and if this show spoke to you at all, please share this with a friend. You know, um, we're building again. <laughs> a friend of mine who is a coach in Australia, he had asked me when I put the show on pause, he's like, Michelle, like you worked so hard to build this show last, last year. Like you'd gone into over, you know, 800% increase in monthly downloads. Like, aren't you worried you're going to lose everyone? You can't take a break like that. I don't think he said that last part, but, but my response was no, you know, I imagine I would have a couple years ago, that scarcity mindset would have been deeply embedded, but I've just learned to trust. And I now know that my message is not going to be for everyone, but it's going to be for the right ones. And so if, if that's you and you know some others that you think this could be beneficial for, then please share because yes, we are building together again and I'm here for it. So until the next time, my friend, have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you for, for being here. Love you so much. Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at Fire and Soul Podcast. Dot com. Thanks for listening.